Join us for the Get Up and Get Moving Dance Party this Friday, October 15th on ACB Media 4. We will be celebrating White Cane Day and we'll be playing the chart-topping hits starting with the 1960s at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time with me, DJ Darrow. The fun will continue throughout the afternoon until we reach the hits of today. We hope you can join us, and we hope you'll celebrate ACB's 60th year as we celebrate White Cane Day, the ACB way. Again, the broadcast, 2 p.m. on this Friday. It's coming up on ACB Media 4. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. This is Christy Crespin from Highland, California. Today is October 12th, and we are here to celebrate and to uh, discuss ACB history. And today I welcome several of our past ACB presidents, and hopefully our present one will come aboard as well. Our host today is Sheila Young, and our streamer is Larry Gassman. Thank you, Sheila and Larry. Sheila, if you could give the hosting particulars, that would be wonderful. Yes, ma'am, I would be happy to. <laughs> if you are on a PC to raise your hand is Alt-Y, to mute and unmute is Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, to raise your hand is option Y. To mute and unmute is command shift A. If you are on a smartphone, to raise your hand is under more options on the bottom right. You double tap on that and uh, tap on raise hand. To mute and unmute is in the lower left. And if you're on a landline, star nine will raise your hand and star six will mute and unmute you. And if you're on a PC or a smartphone, it is being recorded. So you will need to um, hit the got it in order for you to be able to unmute. There you go, Christy. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So as um, I, I had um, talked about last week, I invited our presidents past and present to join us this morning. And I know we have at least half of them. I'm not sure uh, about the rest. Um, But this morning we have with us uh, Kim Charlson, Chris Gray, Mitch Pomerantz. And I'm not sure if we have. You have Paul Edwards. And and Paul Edwards. Oh, thank you so much. Um, And so. I would like to give them a chance to talk about uh, basically basically that their uh, rendition or whatever in about a five minute um, time frame of their feelings or their experience or whatever they want to talk about regarding ACB history uh, and including up to the present. So, uh, who would like to start? I know, Kim, do you need to get uh, back to work? Would you like to start? I blocked out the hour. Why don't we start? Yeah, sure. Why don't we start with the chronological order that we've got here? I think Paul. Okay, Paul. 
thank you guys very much for um, for inviting us, and and thanks to Sheila for reminding me because um, I am notoriously absent-minded. So I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Um, let let me also um, put people in touch with what I thought was a was a pretty interesting program. Oh, you're breaking up. Folks who are here today did about two years ago as part of a, a Florida Council of the Blind Convention, and, it's, and it is um, on FCB's website. Uh, Christy, but we, we did a kind of a panel discussed for a little over an hour with, um, uh, I think, the same participants, actually, as we have now. Um, so... I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what what the, the the primary purpose of this exercise is. I guess what I would say is that um, each of us are very different um, in in terms of the way that we, our role. As, um, I. A person who has we we numbers that we made pretty serious reorganize the structure by um, changing a lot of memberships by by looking at ensuring that uh, people weren't on five and six and seven committees as it sometimes been. Asked. I also wanted to try to help ACB define itself. So if you look back at the Braille Forum or the ACB Braille Forum during my presidency, the things you'll notice is that a lot of my messages asked into philosophical questions. What's ACB? How do we compare with the, with the NFB? Um, what are the kinds of values that, that we respect and value? But, but of course, there was also a lot going on during my presidency that we had to respond to. Um, I had a, a kind of a famous fight with the, the head of the Rehab Services Administration, who actually began during my presidency their uh, their their attempts to withhold closures uh, for uh, individuals who were. Um, who were uh, in sheltered workshops or in sheltered workshop programs, even if those folks were making far above the minimum wage. And um, so that, that was one of the things that, that ACB took. We took the position essentially that, that uh, RSA should grant closures to all those folks. And, and, and we're pretty vehement about doing that. During my presidency, two other major events happened, both of which have turned out really well. One of them is the creation of ACB Radio. Um, and the second of them, which is probably just as, as important, was the approval by the ACB Board of Directors of BFLAC. Um, yes. mm-hmm. So when, when BFLAC uh, was approved and ACB radio was approved. It seemed to me that the American Council of the Blind had gone from being a somewhat 
um, parochial organization, and that's probably a rude thing to say, but a somewhat parochial organization to one that for the first time in its history had a chance to play a role all over the world through ACB radio, but also had an opportunity to to take a position about the importance of inclusion in what we're doing. Um, that that we perhaps and and really no other organization of disabled people period had really taken in the past. It was a much more um, brave tactic that the ACB board of directors took in in recognizing B flag as as we did um, than than it might seem now uh, twenty years later. Uh, I think I've overstayed my five minutes. So, Christy, thank you again for inviting me. And um, I hope I've done something of what you wanted. Almost definitely. I so appreciate you, Paul. Thank you. So next we have um, Chris Gray. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um. I had the the misfortune or good fortune, as the case may be, to come to the presidency at a time when ACB was in pretty serious financial shape. Our thrift store income was dwindling. We we were short staffed. Of course, I guess we're always short-staffed. <laughs> we were short-staffed, and so we had a lot to, to overcome. Out of that, though, came some of the cornerstones of where ACB is financially today. And uh, during my administration, we had the first-ever ACB auction. Now auctions are just, you know, we have two of them every year, and they're 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 just a huge part of ACB. We started the the idea of the ACB walk, and uh, again, the idea was, <clears throat> and I think it was fairly su- successful, to supplement or or exchange the thrift store income with other forms of income uh, we and the walk and the and the auction were, were two of them <coughs> so that was that was gratifying i go to each auction and i say you know <clears throat> we started this i think in 2006 Made in 2007. I'm not I'm not positive now about that. <clears throat> Legislatively, we had uh, the Voting Rights Act, which was huge, and I wondered if we'd ever get it done. <clears throat> I, I knew that it could be done, but I never imagined that it would be done so early in the 21st century. Uh, 
there was a good bit of work in the next years uh, with states choosing their voting machine vendors. We were deeply involved in, in that process, advising states, assisting in that. And I think that was that was important. <clears throat> Something else that that I did that I was very happy about was be able to participate in the North American Caribbean region of the World Blind Union and to be able to reach out from ACB to less fortunate countries who, who needed some advice, some counseling, some assistance was something I totally cherish uh, thinking about. Paul was a big help, having lived in that area, knowing a lot of people down there. And, of course, they all knew Paul. <laughs> so that was that was cool. But I, I really enjoyed that, that part of, of my presidency. Um, <clears throat> gosh, there are so many other things I could talk about. But, you know, uh, you did say five minutes. Yeah. And I think what I'd like to, to finish by is just saying a, a few words about the McGiverns. Um, I had a very close working relationship with both of them. And of course, I had worked on ACB archival matters since 1979, 1980. So I was working on sharing with them a treasure trove of materials that, that I had that I was eager to turn over to somebody, frankly. <laughs> but uh, they were two really wonderful individuals. Marjorie was very bubbly, very, uh, <clears throat> very outgoing, I guess I would say, outgoing. She caught the human interest aspects of things. That was that was her gig, human interest. Jim, on the other hand, was very scholarly, uh, friendly, very friendly, but but much more the scholar, the the intellectual, the thinker. You better be willing to have a, a philosophical conversation with Jim <laughs> when you <laughs> sat down. And he wanted to know the the whys, the wherefores about things, and try and dig down into the underlying philosophies of the original NFB ACB combo, and then once they separated, uh, how they how they separated. I'm sure this comes across to many of you in the book. But that's kind of the dichotomy. They were two tremendously wonderful people to work with, and, and I will always value uh, that relationship, even though now they're both gone. Uh, they did a tremendous service to ACB, and we owe them a great debt. I could say a whole lot more, but I'd rather answer questions and stuff like that. And so uh, I'll, I'll let you move on to Kim. All right. Thank you, Uh Chris, very much, and we'll go ahead and move on to, with Kim. Thank you, Kim. Well, if we're going to stay in chronological order, I think it would be Mitch. Oh, oh Mitch, right. that's You're right. right. I'm that's sorry, right. Mitch. <laughs> I'm not trying to postpone it or anything. That's right. <laughs> and I knew that. 
<laughs> All right, Mitch. <laughs> I'm usually too loud to ignore. Oh, I know, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, thank you, uh, Christy, for the for the invitation. I I just walked in the door like two minutes before I called in. We were at a a uh, breakfast for the Pasadena, the outgoing Pasadena chief of police uh, through our Lions Club. So I am here. Um, let me begin by saying that that I'm I've been a reader of science fiction for over 60 years, and as such, I'm always looking toward the future. And when I ran for president, uh, I felt like ACB um, needed to move into uh, needed to transition. Uh, we needed to uh, not certainly dismiss the fact that we're a grassroots organization, but we needed to to rely more on on professional staff. We needed to get our volunteers uh, a little more responsible and responsive to the needs of the organization. Uh, those of you who know me know that I'm I'm far more a task-oriented leader than I am a, a people-oriented leader. Thankfully, I've got Donna around to, to help me there. But I was I was very much into uh, moving the ACB agenda. So uh, some of the things, some of the positives that that occurred during my presidency that. That I was, uh, I took some hand in having uh, take place. We replaced our standing vote with the secret ballot. We kept saying we're a grassroots democratic organization, but yet when the the affiliate vote came up at a convention, uh, whoever for each state affiliate um, was counting votes to to give their affiliate vote, uh, they knew who uh, voted how, and sometimes that was not a good thing, uh, to be perfectly frank about it. So we passed a, a change in our Constitution and bylaws that, uh, that instituted the secret ballot for, for affiliate votes. We established uh, also in our Constitution a provision for an ACB advisory board, and that board uh, it kind of foundered for a few years, but I'm I'm pleased that um, during uh, Kim's administration and, and it's proceeded since then that our advisory board really is doing and, and performing the activities that I envisioned uh, that that an advisory board should do. Um, we and, and I and I'll give Kim credit for this and and Chris and, and a couple others, but. It was during my time that we began to formalize, we did formalize the audio description project. And uh, under under Joel uh, Snyder's leadership, and, and we know how that has taken off uh, over the last decade. I mean, ACB is, is the, the, the leader, the recognized leader in promoting audio description for persons who are blind and, and have low vision. Um, and, and Chris alluded to the fact that, that he had some rough years financially. Well, my first two years as president, uh, we got some, some fantastic bequests. My last four years, not so much. So we began uh, a, a, 
a real structured resource development program under the direction of Tom Tobin, who up until uh, a very short time ago did an outstanding job uh, bringing our fundraising activities, at least in, to my way of thinking, into the 21st century. And, you know, I used to say um, when I was making my remarks that, you know, my my goal was to see ACB triple its resources, go from a $1 million organization to a $3 million organization. Well, now we're up to five plus, and it's just fantastic wow. that that's happened. Um, and we um, expanded the, the annual ACB convention. We turned it into a conference and convention. And why was that important? Well, it allowed attendees to to obtain continuing education units, and and that's really taken off. It took took a while for that to happen, but it it did finally happen, and and so you know we achieved some some tremendous uh, outcomes during my presidency. We passed the the communicate or we we Congress passed during my time the communications uh, CVAA, Video Accessibility Act. Uh, we got a, a positive settlement. Uh, or positive decision uh, in our suit against the U.S. Treasury, and maybe maybe some of us will still be alive when uh, <laughs> when we actually have accessible currency. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's all. You know, it was yeah. it was cert- it was a tough it was a tough six years, but it was so rewarding, and it was you know I can look back on 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 what happened during my time and 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 believe in my heart of hearts that that. Uh, that ACB moved into uh, the 21st century, and and uh, and and presidents that have succeeded me, uh, Kim and and Dan, have have taken taken ACB further uh, along in that endeavor. So thank you. Thank you, Mitch. That's awesome. And uh, so next, now we have Kim. <laughs> thank yes, you. That's right. Thank you so much. So um, it's a pleasure to be here today and to talk about um, my time as um, leader of ACB. And probably the the first thing was the fact that I was the first woman president of ACB. And that in itself was exciting. It was also, a you know, a, a, a big... Um, you know, responsibility to carry um, as the first woman president. I needed to be sure I didn't, you know, mess up and, you know, made sure that we were going to stay on the right course. And, you know, working with Mitch for the prior years, you know, gave me a good blueprint to follow as far as a roadmap for ACB. Um, Working on uh, ongoing to continue to strengthen the finances of ACB, um, to strategically work in closing some of the thrift stores that were no longer profitable and just reducing some of the expenses, but at the same time trying to manage and grow the organization. So that that was always a challenge and continues always to be a challenge, but we have made some tremendous progress, especially over the last, I would say the last three years, We've really made some significant growth in establishment of a legacy endowment fund for ACB and strengthening our reserves and um, 
feeling really good about the financial position of ACB. I mean, we wouldn't be there without the support of membership and the resource development activities Mitch referenced um, as well. Those are very important aspects of what ACB does to maintain the financial resources to do the work we do. Um, Another area that really expanded under um, my presidency was our partnerships with um, corporations and industries, um, industry partners, basically, and utilizing sponsorships for our convention to grow revenue and really have some very meaningful um, relationships with the the large corporations, especially in the um, telecommunications industry, um, web-based, Google's, Microsoft's, Facebook, um, the, the um, audio description, the cable, Comcast's, Charters, those kind of corporations that are now partners and work side-by-side with ACB on so many different issues. Um, one of the things that was most near and dear to my heart and always has been is advocacy work. So especially, and I, I took note of um, the advocacy work that was done um, in the area of accessible prescription labeling. Um, ACB has always been a leader under structured negotiation in that area with um, agreements like Walmart, Walgreens, Rite Aid, um, and CVS, and Caremark, Humana. There's a lot of the different um, settlement agreements working with Laney Feingold and Linda Dardarian. And most recently, the um, Spoken RX, um, that's a CVS in-store pickup um, scanning accessible prescription label process that's um, been launched over the course of the last year and a half or so. Um, Transportation was another area. We um, particularly started being engaged in the area of autonomous vehicles and advocacy in that area to make sure that people who are blind were not left out of the opportunity to participate and utilize autonomous vehicles. Um, We were also active with the... um, the Highway Administration, NHTSA, they call it, for um, making and developing a standard for the hybrid vehicles that made no sound or make no sound. still an issue today, but we now have rules in place that um, new new cars actually will have a sound-emitting process rather than being totally silent. So um, the Marrakesh Treaty, was um, a long-time project um, back in in Mitch's presidency and carried over, was um, actually implemented, you know, signed into law in 2013, um, was ratified by the United States in 2019. So that took a while, but we are really starting to see the benefits of Marrakesh um, in the last year or so with um, the, the increase of foreign language titles, particularly if you're a, if you're a BARD user, um, you'll notice that they're just pouring in. So that's a really great thing. Um, 
sorry, that's my phone and I can't stop it. So um, the other area Mitch referenced was audio description. I think it's almost done ringing. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, Audio description really um, over the course of the last um, six to eight years, goodness, um, it has, you know, it's just been an area with CVAA and with our first structured negotiation settlement with Netflix um, and then moving on to Hulu and HBO Max. And then we had, you know, success with voluntary compliance and participation with um, um, Prime, Amazon Prime Video, Apple, Disney, um, just an amazing response by the streaming services to providing audio description and still working on, you know, networks providing television shows with um, broadcast television. So those areas were absolute highlights for me. Um, The organizational operation You know, we had a strategic plan that we worked on. We started our J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows, which I think is a great um, accomplishment. Um, I also was president when we hired Eric Bridges as our executive director. And I think that's been quite an accomplishment for ACB and our staff, just growing our staff. um, Very capable people that work hard for the organization. So. Those are some of my highlights that I think um, were, you know, great accomplishments for the organization, hopefully setting a solid foundation for the current president of ACB, who I think is here as well. Yes, he is. Thank you so much, Kim, for your your wonderful words. And Dan, I'm so honored to welcome you. And I really appreciate your coming on this morning. And we would like to hear from you, our current president, Dan Spoon. Well, thank you, Christy. And, you know, obviously my job is is very easy because of these wonderful presidents who came before me who really did an amazing job during their tenure and and really laying the foundation. And as I I listened here this morning, you know, we, we all kind of, our, our building blocks towards that brighter future that, that Mitch talked about. And so, um, you know, in the current presidency of ACB, I think we, you know, one thing, of course, uh, you, you can't, you, you can't go too far without saying, you know, uh, as, as my wife, Leslie says, Dan, you're the virtual president because we haven't had a convention in person since I've become president. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we really, I, I think, um, you know, what the pandemic did was it really, um, you know, made, made our organization really kind of take a step back in a deep breath and, and say, what, what, are, how we, how do we get through this? How do we survive? How do we support our members? Uh, and so, first, I'm just so proud of our, our our ACB board of directors that was able to kind of fairly quickly uh, make the decision in March of uh, 2020 that we were not going to be able to hold an in-person convention and we were going to have to pivot. And, and, and hold a, a virtual convention. And really, 
at that point in time, I don't think any significant organization inside of our field had held a, a virtual convention. And so uh, it was really just so uh, inspiring to see how our organization came together. And in 2020, we were able to hold uh, you know, a convention for, for eight days with general sessions and primetime shows each evening and over 100 breakout sessions. And I think we came away from that, I, you know, just realizing what, what we had the ability to do as an organization, combining our, our leaders and our staff and our members. So I, I think that was a really uh, wonderful accomplishment for, for our organization. And, uh, you know, when we had to continue down that path with our first ever virtual D.C. leadership conference uh, in, in Washington, D.C. And again, uh, I think the organization really made lemon out of lemonades. We, we, you know, or lemonade out of lemons, I should say, got to get, get that mm-hmm. the, the right direction. And again, uh, you know, I think we put uh, a series of steering committees in place uh, as a way to kind of uh, look at our organization a little um, a little differently, not not significantly differently, but really taking our 38 committees and having them roll up under our nine key programs and services that the board worked hard to say, these are the programs and services that are identified as, as the key pillars of ACB, whether it be convention, advocacy, membership services, information referral, and peer support public awareness and communication, scholarship and awards, the audio description project, uh, administrative and management responsibilities, and then development and fundraising. And so we took our committees, put them underneath that steering committee structure with members from the staff, members from the board, and the committee chairs and other key volunteers. And I think it's really given us a good way in a grassroots organization to have bottom-up communications, top-down communications, and strategic um, uh, ability for the board to to operate in a strategic manager management level uh, within each of our key programs. And so I think that and putting in the first year or plus now of our entrepreneurial operating system where we actually have a methodology that we use to kind of set up accountability and objectives and measure our progress with data against those objectives and really evaluate how we're performing, I think have been really good measures of of running the organization. Uh, So we're very proud of that. And then, you know, an example of that was the DC Leadership Conference where we needed to offer, you know, a good amount of programming because we weren't going to be there in person. We needed to have, you know, um, a valuable uh, set of uh, meaningful advocacy discussions. And uh, Clark Rackful, our governmental and um, advocacy and governmental affairs director, reached out as part of, with Jeff Tom as part of the advocacy steering committee. And they really put the entire program on last year and really showed how, we could move from more of a staff-driven um, kind of program to a joint program between our members and our staff, and then calling on our partners within the organization. So was very proud to see as we stepped up and kind of became more of that chief influencer within 
the blindness field. We had representatives from many of our, of our partners uh, in the blindness field. We had our first ever fireside chat with all the leaders uh, of those organizations. Yeah. So it really felt like we, we are kind of coalescing and really being in that lead position, which I thought was really a good accomplishment. And then coming back and doing a second virtual convention in 2021, even with, you know, better, better participation, 106 breakout sessions and kind of really, uh, you know, kind of taking it to that next level. And then at the end of that second um, virtual convention, really, I think the membership taking a big step forward where we now are going to offer everyone, all members, the opportunity to vote, whether they're in person at the convention or participating virtually or maybe not even participating in the convention at all, but still are valued members that have an opportunity to, to vote and, and exercise their democratic process. So I know it was something we talked about within our organization for a number of years. And again, I think the pandemic and the realities that that brought about really gave us an opportunity to change. Um, at the same time, as our society has dealt with you know, social unrest and uh, the murder of George Floyd and, and the Me Too movement and all of those activities, I think ACB and our leaders have really stepped up and put in place uh, first a, a code of conduct that we, that we manage ourselves by and then five core values. And it's not hardly a week that goes by or, or, or even a day sometimes that we don't talk about our code of conduct and our core values. So I think that have been really yes. important to the organization. And then from an advocacy standpoint, really proud of the work we've done with accessible mail-in voting. Again, as you know, Paul and <clears throat> and uh, Mitch and 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 everybody would share, uh, Kim and Chris, that advocacy a lot of times is what opportunity presents itself, and accessible mail-in voting presented itself again because of the pandemic. And I thought. Our organization once again stepped up and and really got involved in that, and we saw, you know, many states across the country uh, go ahead and adopt an accessible mail-in ballot, and five even with an electronic return. So I thought that was really a good step forward. So uh, again, I want to thank all of our our previous presidents, who you know are our friends and colleagues, and I go to for advice on a regular basis, and uh, we're trying to keep up the fight. And uh, I'm very proud of where our organization has gotten to. And financially, I'll just end with, based on the, the strategic planning that we did with Mr. Wells in 2012, and then Kim with, with Mitch, and then Kim guided us through in 2017 with FMP Consulting. I think we've really been able to take our financial stability to the next level. Uh, you know, uh, we've now continued to kind of grow our legacy endowment fund. Uh, we have over a year's worth of reserves in our board reserve fund, and we've continued to be able to grow our revenue each year, which has allowed us to hire more staff. I think we brought in five new uh, individuals just this year, and that allows us to do the work of the organization. Um, 
we talked about this the other day, and Mitch is probably smiling, but we all mm-hmm. referenced Mitch's book that he's shared with us for years yes. called Bowling Alone, yes. where if we're going to survive as a membership organization, we have to be able to not give up our grassroots, but adjust a little bit to where more work is being done by staff and and direction is being provided by the board and, of course, volunteerism by our grassroots. And so we, we kind of have to continue to rebalance that, not give up our core, but at the same time, uh, you know, know that for us to really do the work of the organization, we're going to need good, high-qualified staff to help us. So, so that's kind of where we are right now. And boy, it's ACB is a good place to be right now. We are truly becoming a, a chief uh, influencer. The, the other thing maybe real quickly I'll share is that we've tried to also kind of with the advent of ACB media, we're really um, taking that next step with all of our community event calls. Gosh, I got couldn't speak without saying the work Cindy Hollis and team yes. has done and what event, what impact the community events have had on bringing a whole new generation and group of individuals into ACB. Uh, as well as our ACB media network, where we now hold our our board meetings, our BOP meetings, all uh, in the public sphere on ACB media, where everybody gets a chance who wants to, to participate. Uh, And I think, again, that's just living up to our core values of being being transparent and a membership-driven organization. So, um, we've, we have many challenges here in the future, but, uh, you know, I think, um, our, our past presidents have done a good job of laying the foundation and we're just trying to keep the, the canoe paddling in the right direction. Dan, thank you so very much. And all of you, I just really appreciate you for being here, for taking the time out of your busy schedules. I want to say that I have a feeling of awe respect and love for the American Council of the Blind. And I appreciate everyone, members and officers and key players. We're all key players in our own way. I'd like to open up for questions for maybe 15 minutes. And um, yeah. So if you have a question, please raise your hand and Sheila will call on you. Well, your first one is Larry Gassman. Hi, Larry. Hello. Well, since since we had issues before, I've... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I won't go into it, Sheila, but I forgot that I had to unmute because I thought I'd already done yeah. that. All right. Well, you know, you don't have to tell everything. I didn't tell everything. I told half. And the rest will go up on eBay. Okay. <laughs> so this one's for Dan. And boy, it really seems strange oh. not to be on a call with you talking about sports, but we'll deal with it. <laughs> this has to do with, because you mentioned so many things that have happened in ACB long before I was a member. Uh, and you talked about ACB Media Network. You talked about voting and things like that, things that, that I'd love to talk about. But I want to know what you think is achievable and what kinds of things you hope to achieve before it's time to toss the baton to somebody else. Oh, well, um, I I think we've got some some significant work ahead of us. First thing I would like to achieve is to actually be able to preside over an in-person convention sometime (laughs) during my presidency. 
<laughs> so I'm really, I'm really cheering on that we maybe all get to meet in person in Omaha this year. That would be really, really nice. <laughs> and and there, of course, we'll have to to for the first time figure out how to do a hybrid convention, which we're really strategically planning on right now. So I think that's that's one area uh, that you know convention is really important to our organization. It is our one opportunity each year to all come together uh, as an organization and, and share friendships. And, and I think it's going to be a challenge for us to be inclusive for everybody as we move forward with that. So that's one thing I'd really like to accomplish uh, in, our, in my remaining uh, term. Um, the other thing is I think we're making some really good strides on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I'd really like to see us to continue down that path where we really integrate Spanish language into our organization and where we really, you know, uh, develop leaders. And so, you know, ACB can more equitably represent the, the blind and low vision community. We're kind of skewed a little bit right now towards, towards male, white, uh, old, and totally blind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's some other opportunities there for us, I think, to really, you know, um, in, increase our, our diversity uh, over, over the next period of, of, of years. Um, and then I, I think we continue to, to need to get ourselves in a, in a little bit, you know, a, a more Develop revenue type of mindset where we can really have um, some ongoing new set of income streams. I'm really excited about the AD Gala that's going to happen on November 18th and the Get Up and Get Moving campaign where it looks like we're making some really good progress with, with uh, partners in, that, in those areas because I think we've got to continue to establish um, revenue sources outside of our outside of our membership, where our membership can be involved, but we can find you know either through larger foundations, through corporate relationships, uh, you know that next level of income that allows us to keep growing. Um, and then I also see we've made some huge strides in the communications area, Larry. I know you're involved in that, and I think it's just exciting to see, uh, you know, bringing on Jennifer Flat and seeing what the potential is there as we, you know, um, improve our relationships with different media sources and partners. And we see ACB's message getting out there in the public and not being, you know, such a well-kept secret. So I think that's another potential real area of growth. And then, of course, advocacy always as it comes along. We, we, we see as the digital um, the digital divide continues to kind of be more and more of a challenge for us, whether it be in web uh, access, whether it be in healthcare. Uh, you know, it's it's going to continue to grow, and we're going to have to advocate like crazy to not get left behind there. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Jane from Cape Cod. I got it right this time, <laughs> Jane. <laughs> Yes, you did. Thank <laughs> you, um, Sheila. Um, my name is Jane Perry, and I live in Falmouth, Massachusetts on Cape Cod, and thank you for this call. And first of all, I want to say 
I got back involved with ACB through these calls. And I got a strange email from Ace, from Bay State, and I got on their list. And then, but I want to say it's a big state, a big United States, but it's a small United States. Mm-hmm. And I believe Larry Gastron and Mitch Pomerine, who live in California, we have a mutual friend, <laughs> and they live in Westminster, California. And he was the president of the California Council for the Blind, Ocean uh, Orange County, and I believe. You know him, and he's my best friend or dear friend, Philip Hughes, and his wife, Linda. And yes, of course. I, Very true. <laughs> Absolutely. I just heard from her the other day. Also through these calls that I met Terry Pacheco, who, lit, who summered in Onset, Massachusetts, <laughs> which is not far from where I grew up in Marion. And All also right. there was another person on the Aging Alliance that put me in touch with someone who I hadn't been, was on a panel, on a, I have Barty Beetle syndrome, and um, we connected, but I attended my first conference and my first legislative seminar this year. I look forward to being in Omaha, and I know Linda's going to be joining me. Phil doesn't travel as well as he used to, so maybe you can all connect and have reacquaintances. And Kim, there's no words to mention about my dear friend Kim Charlson. Um, I've known her for a very long time, not only working with the Mass Library Association as a library trustee, but Kim has been a dear friend, a colleague when it comes to visually impaired issues and Bay State Council for the Blind, but a true mentor. And she has done a lot of great things, and I hope that I can continue being a part of Bay State and get involved with transportation, also on a national level, and also with Aging Alliance and Diabetes in Action. But my question has to do with conference. Um, for my first time, I voted. And uh, I want to know, what is the formula of how many people you have per delegates, whether it's in the special affiliates or the um, state affiliates, that they get to vote for the number? So thank you. And Dan, you keep on trucking. You and Leslie do a great job, and tell Leslie I look forward to doing Moving in Action with the, the Golden Oldies next, uh, this coming Friday on uh, White Cane Day. So thank you very much for allowing me to participate. Thank you, Jane. Now, who would like to answer the question about the delegates? Oh, I would say, do we have Paul or Chris? Either one of them. Yeah, I can, I can, have, I can take yeah. it if you wish. Thank you, Chris. I, or, or, yeah, um, we can do it together. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah, that's a good idea. That's fine. Paul, spell me here <laughs> in case I screw it up. You got um, about yeah. five minutes. <laughs> we get uh, every affiliate gets one vote for every 25 members that they have in their affiliate. Every member has their own vote, but the affiliate gets one vote for every 25 members or a major fraction thereof of those members. So if you have 100 members, you get four votes. If you have 94 members, you get four votes. But that's basically how the formula works. And the only thing I would add to that is because <clears throat> ACB, when it started, wanted to be certain that a, a single big affiliate couldn't dominate the organization, there was an upper limit 
to the number of votes um, that each organization could get. So the most that any organization could get is 25 votes. And I think Florida is now the only entity that has 25 votes. Um, I believe but, there are. That's something we got to yeah. work on. Hey, watch <laughs> it. For sure. <laughs> exactly. Come um, on, so California. Con- so congratulations, For all Sheila. of us to join Florida, Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, Chris, you, while I've got the floor, I just want to say one quick thing, if you don't mind. <laughs> something I cannot believe I forgot to mention. Uh-huh. <clears throat> of course, advocacy is is a cornerstone of why I'm part of ACB. I forgot to mention during my administration was when we sued the Social Security Administration oh, yes. for accessible documentation. Mm-hmm. And it signified a whole new cooperative venture between us and, and the disabled community. Uh, the Disability Rights and Educational Defense Fund really played the key role in that 15 years before they were not real friendly toward blind people. We turned that around over the years. They've become our ally and the the building of alliances and the moving forward with litigation like social security, which is currently being uh, worried at, at the corners, but we'll, we'll get over that. But I think that's important and, and something we want to keep in mind. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Christy. I just wanted to say thank you to Jane for all of her accolades oh, for yes. me. That was very, very special, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. And, and Sheila, this is Mitch. And unfortunately, Mitch. we just we just lost a California member to yes. Florida. Oh, uh, I hope you've been in I'm touch sorry. with uh, with Joe. <laughs> So, so, well, uh, I, you'll have to have Joe get in touch with me because I would have right. well, we, we, that. But I, I will do that. I've forgotten where he is. Uh, he and uh, his wife have moved, but but uh, he's he's gone to Florida. Well, thank you, Mitch. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and, and a fine decision he's made, too. <laughs> a fine decision. <laughs> and, and, Christy, you have about six minutes, and you have two hands. So. Right. This is Nellie. No, um, um, you, she well, wasn't uh, one of the hands. We're so. going to recognize <laughs> raised hands, please. Okay. Beth, you may unmute. Yes, this is Beth from New Mexico. Hi, Beth. And uh, I like the virtual conventions because sometimes um, people can't afford to to really go to the uh, to the national convention, especially if they're far away or depending on how many airlines you need to take and all this stuff. And also, I really like the uh, voting by phone or voting by. I thought that was awesome, you know. Because not everything is for people with computers, you know what I mean? And and at least you guys had some other way for us to vote. I thought that was really awesome. Thank you, Beth. All right, Next good. hand. We're glad Nally. you're a member, Beth. Yes. Nellie. Oh, yeah, I am too. <laughs> okay, Nellie. Hi. Uh, first, I want to say that I love this meeting, um, you know, with all the, you know, the past presidents and um, everybody who has um, spoken about ACB and history and the important things that have happened. And thank you so very much. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that the person that moved to Florida, um, Joe Lopez, is in Ocala. 
Oh, oh thank, the thank you, Nellie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We miss him very much. He was part of the Santa Barbara Braille um, classes and such. Well, we'll have to get in touch with him somehow. <laughs> hey, Christy, this is Paul Edwards. I wanted uh-huh. to say one thing. Uh-huh. We, we, we haven't talked very much about it, but we do have another living president. And I, and I yeah, hope I we can all think a little bit yeah. uh, about how Oral. he's doing. And that's Good Paul point. Miller. Good point. Thank yeah. you uh, for bringing this up. Uh, Oral, uh, you know, there are a number of us who have tried to keep Oral involved and and to get him to participate in calls and various other things. So we certainly wanted him as part of the, yes. the group of presidents, and we did it a couple of years ago, and I'm sure Christy did too. Yes. Um, but but I guess what I would say to folks is um, Oral um, is is one of the the, the probably in some respects is one of the more interesting presidents because he actually was president of ACB. And then after that, he quit and became our national representative, which, um, which is, which, which put him in an interesting position. He went from a position of power to a position that he always regarded as one of powerlessness. (laughs) (laughs) A service. Yes. I think officially he was our first, uh, uh, national representative that we identified as an executive uh, executive director. Right? That's correct. Yes. That is, yes, that that is correct. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's another Paul presidency things. Yes. And Paul, <laughs> Paul, I think we, we all have to say this in honor of oral. I'm from Washington, DC, the land of taxation <laughs> well, no. without representation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, if you, if you open a convention, uh, next, uh, Next summer, with with anything like that, half of us might uh, leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, um, we are out of time, and I'd like to thank you all so very much for participating. Thank you um, to our past presidents. Um, uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, guys. Our current president, um, I'm sorry, Mitch, Paul, and I don't know if I'm missing. Did I miss? Chris? I think you got them all. So, um, and Sheila, and I appreciate your hosting, Larry. Thank you for streaming. Well, I thank you for me having the opportunity to do so. I have really enjoyed this. And uh, I'm not sure if you all want to continue with the book that I suggested, The Unseen Minority. Um, I will schedule it, and if nobody shows mm-hmm. up, then I'll know the answer. If you do show well, up, I'll be ready to show up. <laughs> All right. I, I think it's a great no, book, and, and and I encourage everybody to stay for it. Thank you. Thank you so Bye, much. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Livia. Yeah, I came in late. Good afternoon, yes, everybody. Good afternoon. Thank Take care. Thanks, everybody. Take care, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Uh,